Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name's Sam Delaney. And here we are again. It's Monday morning at the end of a, a, a fan, fantastic weekend of football, as it always is, because football is the best thing in the world, isn't it, Sam? It is, actually. It's easy to be cynical about football, cynical about the changes we see in football. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, you can't beat football, can you? Football is football, isn't Name it? Name something better. <clears throat> Uh, What's the second best sport? Probably darts, chocolate. That's not a sport. That's not is really it? a sport. Yeah, Having darts it off, is probably second. No, best. that's way down the list. Oh, that's not a sport. Fucking, hell, that's a, that's a mission. It's absolutely um, boring. <laughs> even though you were um, West Ham on Saturday, you still love football. Yeah, because it was something to do. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it wasn't FIFA. as if. I expected well, anything more than what we got. Although I do, yeah. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, I did predict 2-0, but really deep down I knew it'd be 4-0. Plus, <laughs> it was fine because there was a number of headers and tackles and other yeah. things to see that yeah. even the neutral can enjoy. You sort of managed to tick off your checklist of all the things you like to see in a football, and that is tackles, headers, shots, passes. No, not passes. I don't like that. And passes. actually, Man City do do a lot of those, which is irritating and boring. Yeah. but I was yeah. thinking that when I was watching them sort of sweeping the ball in for like their third goal or something. I just thought, this is just it's ridiculous. It's tedious. They need it's to tedious, be yeah. um, handicapped in somewhere. They need to be hobbled somehow. Well, I would say that the City fans who, back in the day, there used to be a strange affiliation between West Ham and City fans. Uh, not quite sure why, but we always used to quite like each other. And right. uh, I've got no problem with City fans now. But I would say that one of the reasons we like City fans is that they'd, they'd bring a lot of people to Upton Park and they'd always be very noisy and passionate and look like they were having a good time. And they brought a lot of people. And mm. I'm not knocking them at all, but their celebrations of the goals were not that intense. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, uh, and I can see it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticising them. Because if if West Ham suddenly were in the position they were in, if you go one nil up or two nil up or three nil mm. up in the first half at West Ham and your Man City, mm-hmm. it can't be as exciting as it used to be. Exactly. Yeah. And there was yeah. there there was like, to be honest, they were they were cheering, but usually I sit reasonably near the away fans. I get a good view of them. And usually they give it all the the first instinct they'll do is turn around to the West Ham fans closest and start giving it the V's and the yeah. wanker sign and they're like cupping their ears and holding their arms and antagonising. They didn't do that. No. They didn't do no, that to us. And I thought, come on, that's not the City fans I know. In fact, every away fans, even poxy away clubs, 
come and give it a little bit because that's what you do, right? You've come yeah, a long of way. You spent a lot of money. You want to give it large Dish to some abuse to the yeah. Abu- yeah, give some abuse to the op- opposition fans. All a nice bit of fun, but they couldn't be bothered, mate, because it's become winning has become routine, mundane for them. Yeah, they've become blunted by success because it's not even they don't even have to scratch out a win. They just win. They just win in style. And I remember remember going years ago away to, um, I think it was at the new stadium, at the City of Manchester Stadium, but it must have been the first year there. And we were in the away bit. And then, I don't know if it's the case now, it was one of those stands where it was half away, half home, and there was just one row of seats between you that stewards or police stood down the middle of. Yeah. And there was a kid, and he was only about, he must have been about 15, and he was having an away day. Now, I don't know this for a fact, because I didn't know the kid, but I suspect strongly that it was his first big away day, right? (laughs) He was with his dad and his mates, who looked like a right bunch of Herberts, you know, broken nose sort of lot. And he was absolutely lagging boat, right? (laughs) He was all over the place, this kid. And he had his silly <laughs> Stone Island, you know, all the gear. <laughs> right. Uh, he had all the gear, dressed up like he was going to a fancy dress. But a bit like me going as Dick Turpin. He had gone yeah. as a football hooligan. A football hooligan. <laughs> and he's giving it absolutely loads to the City fans. But he's completely incoherent. And even his dad and his dad's mates are sort of laughing at him. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before half time he's had to walk to to the row that's sort of almost right by the city fans to walk up to the exit to go to the toilet presumably to vomit because I mean the kid could hardly yeah. walk and as he walks towards all these city fans he's giving it loads and I could <laughs> see his old man and pretty much every other West Ham fan sitting where we were sitting thinking oh no mate don't <laughs> don't this is going to end badly for you and this is no word of a lie right he's walked he's walked up and then and he's going yeah wake us all these like these men right these city fans who are just like what fuck off like that and he wouldn't stop and then he's done the classic from the 80s that he used to at liverpool so he's even got his clubs fucking muddled up and he's pulled out a 20 pound note and started waving at them right? oh no i mean just for so many reasons, that's awful. But especially when it's like, you know, 2005 or something like that, <laughs> right? And you're away with your dad and his mates and you, you're absolutely spastic drunk because they've made you start drinking probably shorts at like 8am. <laughs> and they've all got up and given him so much shit, right? About a thousand City fans are chucking stuff, <laughs> shouting at him, singing at him. I can't remember. They were singing something at him, like, does your mum know you're here or something like that, something like <laughs> me and a kid. And he got it so badly and for, for such a prolonged period because he got blocked off, I think, and couldn't quite get out the exit that he was just isolated on his own with a thousand angry manks shouting abuse at him really close. And he burst out crying. <laughs> he burst out crying, right? And even the West Ham fans, I suspect even his dad, were all sitting there looking at him thinking, serves you right, mate. Yeah. And what was really funny by the City fans 
looked <laughs> was as they looked at this spotty kid in his Stone Island coat, right, and his baseball cap, crying, and I mean crying, right, because the the emotions of the day had got too much for him. They've all started singing. All of them, all the city fans have started singing. Where's your famous ICF? <laughs> <laughs> and we were literally there was a lot of West Ham fans pissing themselves laughing because <laughs> it was fucking funny. There's you, where's your famous ICF? But this kid in a stole iron jacket crying because they've been <laughs> mean to him. <laughs> I know, and I felt that day we were all Man City fans, but it's all changed yeah. since then. And then yeah. this Saturday, they couldn't even be bothered giving us any aggro at all because they're just like, yeah, win, thrash a team, yeah, of course, you know. Well, what I, I saw similar at Wembley in 2014 when we played them in the um, Capital One Cup final. And obviously it was our first cup final in fucking hell, something like 23 years. And obviously they were in, their, in the middle of their, their pomp that they're in now. Mm. And I didn't see anything from their fans at all. They just turned up and applauded politely and went home again. And I know, I feel, a, a I feel bad for them. Disco. I feel bad for them because I do, you know, I, it's a bit like, you know, I've got a lot of mates who are Chelsea fans and are real, they were there in the 80s when Stamford Bridge was a fucking car park and they were struggling Literally. to get, they were struggling to get 12,000 people in, in the old second division. Uh, but, you know, I've got mates who went there then. I didn't like Chelsea then, in all honesty, but they, they the old Chelsea fans who still go now, they are embarrassed by the plethora of new silly Chelsea fans and tourists that basically fill yeah. out the rest of the seats. You know, there's 12,000 yeah. hardcore and then there's all the new ones. And But I feel bad for those Chelsea fans. And for City, to be fair to City, they're not Chelsea. I mean, they used to fill out Main Road when they were in the fucking third division. I mean, that's yeah. what made them a proper club, not, you know. Not, not quite as much as Sunderland are this season, but they did... Similar, similar deal though, right? And yeah, when, but slightly when Sunderland less. one day are winning the Premier League and are owned by a multi-billionaire, by Bill Elon Gates. Musk. Right, when Elon <laughs> Musk buys Sunderland and you're winning the Premier League left, right and centre and Jurgen Klopp's your manager and all the rest of it and everyone's going, ah, where were you when you were shit when they're singing at all events yeah. in the new stadium of light that has a 200,000 capacity and it's been <laughs> yeah. renamed the Maracanã. And of, it's on Mars. Weird side. Yeah, and it's floating <laughs> in space. <laughs> but planning up. And everyone's saying, Where were you when you were shit? I will be let me tell you now, I'll be the first to put my hand out and I'll go, No, to be fair, I remember when they were down in the <laughs> old division whatever the fuck the name division is. You three. probably don't even know what it's called. Uh whatever division it is you currently play in with <laughs> what's his name? Detective what's he called? Detective Inspector Jack Ross. Jack Ross as the manager. Yeah. He'll have long since been booted out. He'll be collateral damage, poor bastard. And I'll go, no, they were filling it out then. I mean, uh, admittedly, they weren't in space then. They were actually no. in, in on the ground in, uh, in Great bound. Britain, in what used to be known as Great Britain. So <laughs> I'll remember, not many people will, but I remember City as well. And I think those fans there now aren't all newbies. I think they're just... I think it does something to you. I think it does something to a man. Don't you think, Andy? They've become imprisoned in a diamond prism of their own making of success. Exactly that, They can't get out of it. That's it. They're trapped. And what are they going to do? There's no oxygen in there. There's no oxygen in that prism. I mean, West Ham, we're like that, but without the success. (laughs) Yeah, kind of, yeah. we've, We've done a thing where we've got 
the new stadium. Uh, so we've lost all of the. We, you really lose your soul when you le- when you lose a, a stadium, right? That really yeah. is a. You don't because the fans are the soul, but you lose a huge part of who you are. And I didn't even realise that until we did it. Mm. And so you, we moved stadium. We and it's a very soulless place, and we've got a very a famous A list manager. And we've been breaking transfer records left, right, and centre. So we've done all the things that have changed the identity of City and, to a lesser extent, Chelsea. Yeah. And yet, the sweetener, the sugar on the pill for them is that they <laughs> won loads of silverware. They win stuff. Yeah. West Ham have done all of the stuff, but we're still as shit <laughs> or shitter as we've ever been. Yeah. That's the West that Ham must, way. People often say, be, what's the West Ham way? That's it. Yeah, that must be quite reassuring, though. I know because we're keeping it real. Exactly, we're authentic. Yeah, yeah you can't even call us st- plastic. Even when yeah. we spend the money and move the stadium, we're still, still dog shit. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Speaking of Elon Musk, have you seen his, his latest outburst? No. He's gonna. Uh, he's considering a move to Mars. Yeah. Despite a good chance of death. <laughs> he reckons he's got a seventy percent chance of dying if he but moves to Mars. Anyway. But he's gonna do it anyway. You've got to admire the bloke, haven't you? And I, I think you should do it as soon as possible if that's the case. No, I, I'm he... warm into him. Do you know why? Because why? a lot of these um, multi-billionaires who've made money out of the tech industry, they yeah. pretend they're like they're so philanthropic and they do all the, hey, I'm just a normal guy in a T-shirt. Sometimes I walk mm. around the office with no shoes and socks on and I'm just a normal dude. Whereas Elon Musk is like, I'm not normal. I've got a, fucking, I've got a demented name like someone out of a science fiction film. I'm obsessed with going to Mars, and I'm just yeah. a mad cunt. I called all those. What did he call the people who went down to? He tried to save those kids down a mine. He called, he called and then the he called the people who did save them pedos. <laughs> then he went on a famous radio show or podcast and smoked a massive spliff. And yeah. now, yeah, all this business. I mean, that's how a, an eccentric billionaire should behave, Andy. Yeah, but he's going to turn, isn't he? But if it could go two ways, it could buy Sunderland, could go down the good route and buy Sunderland mm. and take us to, to new heights of glory, or it could go the wrong way and it could turn into a, some kind of evil genius and possibly destroy planet Earth. But then again, would that be a bad thing? No, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. If he, like, maybe I'm sure there's a film or films where people, where a madman like him, a megalomaniac, sort of decides that. He needs to restart the human. Well, it's Doctor Strange, love. He'll decide yeah. that we, the, the Earth, need, that the human race needs to be rebooted. So he will select certain people from an elite gene pool, yeah. and he will take them to a sanctuary that he has built on Mars, and then he will destroy the rest of us on Earth. I say the rest of us because I don't think me and you will make the cut. I think no, it'll no, be a Pablo Canugos of this world who get yeah, who, who get the call up. <laughs> It'll be yeah, like it'll Willy be Wonka. You get you get like a golden envelope arrives in your doormat. Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> Hello. This is George Weah, special envoy to Elon Musk. I have a wonderful once-in-a-lifetime opportunity available for you, Mr. Sunes. You have been chosen as one of only 100 earthlings to restart the human race from Mars. <laughs> As we are calling it, Earth 2.0. <laughs> Do you have a pen? <laughs> Sunes would get the invite. Weyer would, would get the invite. Canugo would yeah. definitely get the invite because he'd be the one impregnant in all the uh, the new women uh, uh, with the new babies on... Um, of course. 
Yeah. Uh, with Good his genes. enormous penis. We could start a, um, Earth Earth 2.0 podcast and decide which 200 people are going to get selected. The 200 and do, best people on Earth. Yeah, yeah, do one episode for each one and yeah. then just keep it going forever. Four years. Who else have we did? It's not just football folk, of course. You might have the likes of uh, Callum Mawson, the Sunderland shitter. Yeah, Callum Mawson, fucking hell. Fantastic times. This is it! Anyway, listen, we need to move on because we've got results to look at. We've got results, bots, progress to check up on and lots of other stuff. Uh, let's have a look at the weekend's football. You, Sam, were the winner over the weekend. Way at last. You clocked up a mighty three points from our five predictions. Um, myself and results bot got two points. So you, you are, you know, encroaching towards us very, very Thanks, slowly. Respect the point. Hey, Slowly but surely. Yeah, you're on 24 now. Um, I'm on 30. Results spot still in the lead on 31. So, you know, you're trying to turn it around. You're getting there. Um, you can do, mate. All, all I'm doing at the moment is playing each game as it comes, doing each prediction as it yeah, appears in my mind. Like you said, just get your head down, predict, 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 predict. Do the simple things, yeah. We The five matches we looked at, none of them were 1-0 home wins, which is fantastic. That's all we can hope for, really. And we'll just try and pick up the scraps around that. Fulham-Southampton was quite an interesting one because Ranieri had his first match and he got that bounce that we we, uh, we all thought he would get. We all thought Fulham yeah. would win that one. But is this going to be the end for Mark Hughes, do you think? Southampton, is this the final straw? Has he been well, sacked Martin already? O'Neill's back on the market, isn't he? Martin O'Neill's he, back on the market, yeah. And you've got to be honest, that's that's got to be tempting because if you needed <clears> to stay up, the the thing that chairmen do at this stage, it's not a matter of whether they're willing to sack their manager. They always are. Yeah. But it's a matter of who's available. Like you see last season, Stoke sacked Hughes, but then they didn't really have a plan. They ended up getting Paul Lambert in. Yeah. And it was, you know, Worse. no no one thought that was going to work. So Fulham, and, and the other thing is you're in a race against other clubs because you think, okay, someone's going to blink first here. Do you know mm. what I mean? Sat their manager. So Fulham might have been looking at Ranieri, although he wasn't um, apparently yeah. their first choice. But yeah. they're thinking, well, if we don't get him now, then Southampton Some other or someone else are going yeah. to get him or Cardiff or whatever. So we'll go for it. Now O'Neill is, is on the market. And I just think, if you're the Southampton chairman, you're like, fuck it, he's got to be an upgrade because it's just the bounce alone. That's the other thing is that like the money that it costs you to sack one manager and employ yeah. another is still going to be less. Is You're still going to be up on the deal if you stay in the Premier League. So it's worth anything. And even if you might think objectively Martin O'Neill, not necessarily that much of an upgrade on Mark Hughes, the bounce you get, it is might enough. be enough. It might be two wins that will make a difference at the end of the season. Shall I tell you, I As think it, it happens, I do think Martin O'Neill's a better manager than Mark Hughes. They should they should do that. They should sack Sparky yeah. and, and get in Martin. I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be David Moyes. It's going to yeah. be David Moyes, who is now setting himself up as the Aldi Allardyce. You know, he did what he did at West Ham last season and he, yeah. he was on he was on talk sport. He was on Alan Brazil for two hours this morning. I heard a bit of He's him, yeah. He's very much putting himself in the shop window. And at the end Easy. of it, oh God, yeah. And at the end of it, it was like a fucking elongated job interview. And at the end, Alan Brazil said, hopefully we'll, we might see you back in the Premier League again soon, David. And he sort of like went, ha, ha, ha. And Moyes went, ha, ha, ha. Fucking, it's all set up. Oh, bloody, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. But imagine if you're Mark Hughes or Mark Hughes's mum listening oh, to exactly. that. Because she does. She's or a regular listener to Alan Brazil. Yeah, of course. 
you'd feel awful about that. Yeah, he's dancing on his grave there. That's yeah. There, there's a there's a way of doing things, isn't there? Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Don't be going out there and having chuckles with your mates. Like, you know, like if Rod, you... Rod Stewart rang Alan Brazil this he morning did. as well, pissed shit, up. Shit faced from Los Angeles at two in the morning. Yeah, and he, he, the reason he rang up was to uh, berate Brazil because he hadn't replied to his email. Rod Stewart <laughs> had emailed Alan Brazil about what we're not sure. And Brazil and Alan hadn't Brazil replied. power played Stewart, he, he power which played fucking him. hell. So Stewart takes the... some balls to power play Rod Stewart, doesn't Stewart, it? Stewart's sitting there pissed at two o'clock in the morning in his Bel Air mansion, listening to Talksport, and he's like, "This is an... I've had enough of this. I'm going to get on the phone to Brazil and fucking have this out with him." Do you so think he, he emailed him the words, "Hello, darling, what you got in your handbag?" Probably, yeah. He'll just yeah. send that to all the email addresses in the world. Be like a massive, yeah. a massive group email, massive mail out. Yeah. Rod Stewart undertakes world's greatest ever mail out. <laughs> greatest ever cyber seduction attempt. World record. Hello, it's darling. a numbers game. It's it a is. numbers game, said the singer. I figured if I chatted up every bird in the world at once, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get at least 100 positive yeah. responses. Of course it did. That, that's simple maths. I think that's said what, the I, do you think I'm sexy star. I think that's what uh, fellas do. It's something I've always dreamt of. And now, with the advent of electronic mail, technology has caught up with my thinking, <laughs> making this possible at last. It was an idea I first dreamt up with Ronnie Wood back in the early 70s. <laughs> but at the time, we had no means of doing it. You know it would what? have simply taken too long to have written to every Doris on the planet. Well, it might have been, if, it might have been in cahoots with Pete Townsend. Because I saw an interview with Pete Townsend once where he talked about this thing that Who did called, I think it was called Lifehouse in the early 70s. And Townsend goes, yeah, well, after Tommy, I did this thing called Lifehouse in which I basically invented the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course he did, Pete. Pete. I never knew that Pete Townsend invented the Pete internet. Townsend That's invented impressive. The internet. And of course, then yeah. a few years later, he was uh, arrested on suspicion of uh, downloading Not child sorry. porn images. But it was research for a book don't know if the book so ever came everyone out. Everyone, shut up and yeah, so just, don't yeah, just ignore what we he's just got said. A letter from his it's doctor. Wrong. It's research for a book, so fucking leave him alone. <laughs> Not a nonce. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Did you see Unai Emery after um, Arsenal, or might be before Arsenal's win at Bournemouth, and he's told the press that he's been listening to Peaky Blinders to help him brush up on his English. 
Fucking hell. I don't think that's the best thing to watch if you're trying to learn English, No, is it? I don't mean so. For a start, they've got no brummies in that team anyway. No, exactly. And the accents are, the accents are all over the place in Peaky Blinders anyway. Yeah. You should be listening to this, fuck, this fucking podcast. We to, do the full to, remit here. It should, every be like, fucking access in the U, every accent in the UK and Europe and sometimes beyond, including African, uh, right? We uh, do the lot. <laughs> and, I mean, we should get... Um, we could get some vocal... Do you know what we want to do, right? We want to get into the lucrative Hollywood vocal coaching yeah, industry. I've been thinking that for a while, yeah. there's a lot of dough in that. All yeah. you have to do is rock up and teach, like, Julia Roberts how to do Cockney. Yeah. It's like she's doing some new film. Or we're really good at doing a cork accent. Yeah. So say there's a new romance, and if Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman had come to us before they did Far and Away... Yeah. We would have fucking sorted it right out. That film probably would have been a smash hit. You know when you go to an airport and you arrive and there's like drivers and taxi drivers sort of waiting with a card with the name of the person yeah. they're picking up on? We need to get to the VIP bit at Heathrow and just have a card that says accents. And then when the Hollywood fuckers come in to do their films over here, they see yeah. us and they're like, oh, accents. That's what I need. I'll follow them. And we'll yeah, they look like they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And we'll take them to a lock-up somewhere and we'll teach them some accents for a couple of days and trails them, what, like quarter of a million? Quarter of a million quid, no problem. Well, we won't let them go yeah. until until we've got the quarter of a million. Until they can do the accent. Em- em- I'll tell, tell you what you want to do, the real touch when you want to do that, if you are trying to trick someone at arrivals at yeah. Heathrow Airport, um, instead of writing it on a card <laughs> or a mini whiteboard, get an iPad Ooh. and there's a, a an app where it can scroll electronically. Oh. And then then they think this bloke must be the real deal yeah. because he's not fucking around with pen and paper. He must be from a top accent coaching agency that caters for Hollywood stars because if not how would he be able to afford that? And it can can it change the color of the font and everything as well? Oh yeah. Fucking I'd up. have it flashing. Tom Hanks. I'm here to teach you how to speak in like um like you're from the West Country. Yeah, I was thinking more about Unai Emery. If he, if he could listen to uh, Top Flight Time Machine, I was I'll see if I can replicate what it would be like. Hey, hey, lads, we win a match, and I'll sort you out with some uh, funny powder and that. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. If you, if, yeah. if you listen to us instead of listening to Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah. Be able to be, or it better. could be like Unai Emery, a, a Spaniard doing an impression of an Englishman doing an impression of an Irishman. Fucking hell. I can't even begin to imagine uh, what that And then you say, Professor Yaffo. <laughs> Don't be tickling me now, Professor Yaffo. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like mm-hmm. it. Fucking points. What other football stuff's been going on? Copa Libertadores mayhem in Argentina. Have you seen all that? Was there a big riot? Fucking hell. Boca Juniors and um, River Plate, second leg of the final. Uh, Boca Juniors bus got attacked on the way to the River Plate Stadium. So um, the police waded in. There's tear gas and all sorts going on. The players on the bus were injured from flying glass. Uh, and then they got some tear gas as well that some of the crowd got... Um, so the match got postponed Saturday night, then it got postponed again last night. They don't know when they're going to play it. You've got Boca Juniors players wandering around with eye patches on, and I think there's a little bit of um, exaggeration going on, let's say, about injuries. that They're wandering around on fucking crutches and stuff. 
There's fit having blood. an eye patch during a game is something that no player has thought of, but is a fucking awesome idea it, in terms of your personal branding. They should, you know, like Gabriel. Yeah, they should make all all both both teams play with eye patches. Perhaps yeah. Because if the Boca Juniors, oh, no, you're allowed one it. eye patch player on a team. Hmm. And, and if it, he scores, I would always make it double. the captain. If he scores, I would always make double. it the captain because you would replace the armband with an eye patch that said captain on it. Because <laughs> then it's got a piratey vibe to it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know me, I'd also allow them to wear a pirate's hat. Yeah, but of course. My thing is dressing up. So. Of course it is. But that's that's something for Elon Musk to think about when he takes over football and yeah. puts it into Mars. And the other iconic image of the weekend from the Copper Libertadores uh, was. Uh, a kid who was photographed having flares taped to his body by his dad. His dad was <laughs> smuggling flares into the stadium by taping, <laughs> taping them to his kid. <laughs> he was a flare mule. Yeah. but he's That's su- horrible. He's subsequently been arrested, and quite right too. Now, yeah, you can't be doing that. That's bad fathering. It is. This is it! But I'll tell you what, there's another media job that looks like it's passing us by as well. Not question time, is it? It's not, but this means we might have to do the accent school in the airport. But um, Jack Whitehall looks like he's getting the Brit Awards again. Oh, mate, I that thought would we be were, fucking perfect for us I with our knowledge we of pop music. On, I thought we were nailed on for that one. Yeah, because... Oh, everyone wants to see us do the fucking Brit Awards. It'd do. be amazing. We're right across the modern music, aren't we? Jess McGlynn, Mumford & Sons, all of that. Yeah, Biffy Clyro. All the others. Fucking bastards. Maybe next year, eh? Maybe next year. Do you know um, Beyonce's sister? Not personally, but I'm I'm aware of her work, yeah. Yeah. So the other day, well, about a couple of months ago, my wife's got the, um, you know, the iPod on shuffle (laughs) and a song by Solange comes up. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Very modern. And I'm like, what the fuck is this song? It's extraordinary. She goes, it's Solange, it's Beyonce's sister. I went... Fuck me, this is brilliant, this song. It's got to be one of the best songs I've heard in years. Solange, is it? She's like, yeah, Solange. So then I've gone into the old office, haven't I, on Monday. I go, I tell you what, I'm into... Uh, you're always teasing me, you lot, because I always put on the old stuff. <laughs> got something new for you. Oh, Little someone no. called Solange. Put it on. They're like, fuck's sake, this song came out six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, granddad. Yeah. Oh, Sam. Oh, man. And then there was another thing where I thought that I discovered the musical genre of reggaeton. Yeah, well, from the reggaeton from 1998, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> because in a World Cup preview show yeah. uh, on TalkSport, we were talking about one of the lads who plays for, I think, Colombia. Right. Who thought about retiring to become a full-time reggaeton artist. Yeah. And this, this came up when I was previewing some game with Colombia. And I was like, what is reggaeton? Uh, and on, on air, I said this, and some mm. of the listeners got in touch and explained it and sent Wikipedia links. And I thought, wow, this sounds great. So we played some, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty catchy. Then I fucking come home, haven't I? And I said to my wife and daughter, who have you two heard of reggaeton? It's pretty good. <laughs> fucking hell, I'm still paying the price for that Barrage now. of abuse. What a fucker. Have any of you two heard of YouTube? Fucking hell. Do you still think of some people's, like, second or third album as their newer stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, like, when Rich we were Stewart. talking about Roy Roy Keane getting into the Radioheads when he was at university, <laughs> yeah. 
and we were talking about I like the I like the bends and the okay computers, but yeah. some of the new stuff like Kid A and Amnesiac. <laughs> And I still will think of Kid A and Amnesiac as Radiohead's new stuff. From 2000. And it's practically 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, they've gone a bit weird recently. Yeah. Those albums they released in the year 2000. Yeah, that's what can happen. This is it. Listen, we're going to end with some news without news because I've run out of okay. football stuff to chat about. I've got four for you here. Here we go. First one. Hot off the press, this one. Police in Yorkshire catch man shooting pigeons to use as bait to recapture his pet owl. <laughs> fucking hell yeah I'll give that a nine I mean that is what an idiot I mean there must be an easier way to recapture a pet owl right yeah I would think so it's it's Kez I think, I, as way. I understand it if you want to catch a de- uh, uh, an escaped owl mm. not that I've had to do it myself but I've spoken to people who've had to do it all you do is get hold of a mouse which yeah. you can actually you can either catch one or, or you can just get it probably from the shop that sells snake food yeah because that's what snake eat. So you can um, you get it, and then you tie it to a bit of string, and you just swing it around like in Kez. And in the do. end, the owl comes. The owl comes for it, yeah. You, like yeah. a lasso or something. Swing it round yeah. and round. I've got swing a mate it. who's got a pet shop in Barnsley, and he sells frozen rats. Frozen rats? Frozen rats, yeah, for food for snakes. Oh, there and, you go, then. And he, he said there was one time he sold a frozen rat to a woman, and she gave it to a kid in a buggy to hold on to. You're joking. That's not right, is it? Fucking hell. Yeah, she probably... All the rat. <laughs> oh, eh, I got your birthday present like I promised. A cuddly toy from Amelie's. <laughs> and it wasn't... And he treasured that cuddly toy and he his whole life and eventually it defrosted. Eventually At which point it was just yeah. the soggy corpse of a rat. Yeah. But it became his comfort right. like toy. <laughs> and, it, and, he, and he had it right until... He got older. He managed to escape the shackles of his horrible mother and go to university and meet some other more worldly people that opened his eyes to the world. And then eventually he got a girlfriend and he thought, at last my life's on the app. I've escaped from this world that I lived in in Barnsley with my wife, with my mum, who was quite cruel. And now there's this woman and she loves me and, 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 I'm, and I'm doing really well in my studies and uh, I'm starting to understand what rich culture there is out there. And this lovely, beautiful girlfriend is introducing me to poetry and music mm. and literature. And then eventually really she agrees to come back to his dorm one night and everything in his life's going great. And she gets into bed and he's about to have it off of her. And it's the first time he's going to have sex and he can't believe how well everything's going in his life. And then all of a sudden she goes, Ah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he goes... What, Jemima? Calm down. What's the matter? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, that. That's Bongo. He's my cuddly toy. I've had him my whole life. It's a fucking dead rat and it's rotting because it's like fucking 15 years it's old. It's just mush. It just matches. Uh, you can see all its rotting kidneys. It's inside your bed. It's just a toy. It's not a fucking toy, you mad cunt. And then she just storms out. He never sees her again. It's a lesson there for everyone. Hmm. Everyone. Uh, some more stories. Ipswich School triggers inquiry into pupil age 30. <laughs> Roy Keane. <laughs> Villages can be strange places. <laughs> In the end, I went back to Ipswich and I masqueraded as a schoolboy for five years. I just felt more comfortable there. I felt <laughs> the need to play football more. every day. 
How many points out of ten are you given that one? Eight. I, okay. I always like those stories of a boy enrolling at school. Yeah. Uh, woman survives six days in outback drinking urine and car washer fluid. Seven. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I'm not that interested, but I want to know what happens when you drink car washer fluid. Okay. And finally, and I've got a picture to go with this one. I'll try and show you it on the, on the old video phone that we're on. Farmer's goat gives birth to half pig, half human creature, sparking curse fears. Ten. Ten. Uh, what what seen fucking it. newspaper's that? You haven't from? even seen it yet. Ah oh, no, <laughs> that's oh, worse that's... than that fucking pet frozen rat. Jesus, look that's, at that! That's the... fake news, man. Dad, that's I think, disgusting. I think what paper's dead. that from? I don't know. I'll find fucking it online. Voodoo Times or something. I don't know. I'll find it online and stick it on the Twitter. Everyone can have a look at it. Yeah. All right, that's enough for this one. We're back on yeah. Wednesday with 2006, 2007 Premier oh, League yeah, season. Oh, yeah, we've already recorded it. We've already done it. It's quite football heavy, isn't it? It's a bit football but bear with us. We'll be starting the Keegan Odyssey later this week. In a week or two, You'll yeah. have that from next week. You'll have that to get you across the Christmas period. Oh, and I was going to say as well, if you want to submit stuff for News Without News, do that on the Twitter at TF Time Machine. But please use the hashtag News Without News, because otherwise I just lose them. It's not. It's just a hassle. And uh, also, we what we haven't talked about, and I, I don't know. I know we've got to wrap it up, but we genuinely haven't talked about the fact that Mick McCarthy has pulled off one of the greatest oh, power plays of all he? time. Yeah, he has. It it was a sensational power play, um, and what I like is a, a slow burning power play. Yeah, it's sort of like the Count of Monte Cristo. Do you know what I mean? Like for years, they would very much like Yaffle. For years they withdraw and you think the whole thing's over with. And then just as you think you're safe, bam. There he is. Yep. That's what McCarthy's done. He has. Done him all ends up, hasn't he? Mm. But I was there was something in the in the newspaper today, um, I saw it on Twitter, Neil Custis at the Sun has suggested that Roy Keane should be drafted back into Manchester United to sort them out. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was gonna I was going to suggest that myself until I saw that the fucking idiot Neil Custis had already suggested it, which renders it as a, as a ridiculous idea. Custis, do you like... i tell you something we've never talked about, but we should do a deep dive on one of these days, is Sunday Supplement, where all those oh, like, football man. journalists sit around yeah. with their croissants and, their and like, talk like really pompously yeah. about football. Yeah, exactly. But Custis has just said that Kane should just go in as a one-off and a freelance role and just shake up the dressing room. I say no. Mm. I say get rid of Mourinho now, because yeah. it's obviously over. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking nil-nil yeah, exactly. at Palace. Why are you Palace wasting your time, it's, yeah. It's just a case of when rather than if. Get Keane in till the end of the season, mm. see what happens. What's the worst yeah. that could happen? They'll end up 14th? Fine. Do you know what? You're right. What is the worst that can happen? Yeah. Nothing. They're not going to get fucking relegated. Yeah. But either way, you're not going to finish in the top four now anyway. Get Roy Keane in. You never know. Yeah. He might turn out to be a revelation. Seriously, Roy Keane's thing is that he is his whole life felt as if everyone else's standards fall slightly below his own. Yeah. But there was just one period in his Manchester United career, probably about a five-year period, where he felt comfortable, where he felt that everyone who was around him mm. were all singing from the same hymn sheet. And but- he's never been happy since then, because everywhere he's gone, mm-hmm. Sunderland, Ireland, Ipswich, everywhere... It's not Celtic. It's all been a case of welcome to hell. 
Yeah. So he needs to be in a place like Manchester United yeah. to, fit, to feel comfortable. So fucking send him back there now. Yeah, It'll give, it, give us more material. Give at the end of the That's season. The main thing. Manchester United might fall down the table further, but at the end of the day, it'll be entertaining for the rest of us, and that's what we want. Yeah. Right, that's it from us. We'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, thanks for listening, as ever, and thanks for your lovely, kind comments on Twitter. Yeah, I met a geezer who came up to me at the West Ham Way event I went to on Saturday at right. East Ham Working Man's Club with Trevor Sinclair, Mark Wall. It was very good. And uh, thanks to the fella who came up to me and said he loved the podcast and listened to it every week. And I'm really sorry, mate. I can't remember your name now because we only met briefly. But it was nice, Andy. It's the first yeah. time a stranger's come up to me in public to make past comment on the some, podcast. Some, some, any so kind I was of, grateful. Perhaps he'll tweet me and remind me of his name. Any kind of human contact's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. <sighs> All right, then. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.